let us continue to praise God by affirming our faith with the Apostles' Creed found on 881 of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence you shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. unite our hearts and our voices as we offer to God our confession. Let us pray. Holy God, breathe new life into us. Where there is idleness, inspire growth. Where there is distraction, guide us toward you. Where there is bitterness, shower us with grace. May your love transform us, O Lord. Amen. Hear the good news that Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The Old Testament reading is Genesis chapter 28, beginning with the 10th verse. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed that there was a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your descendants, and your descendants shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And by you and your descendants shall all the families of the earth bless themselves. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I've done that of which I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, 
Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So Jacob rose early in the morning, and he took the stone which he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on the top of it. He called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the city was Luz at the first. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. How awesome is this place? Sacred spaces, holy places. I imagine you have such places in your lives. Certain places in your lives that you deem to be holy may be something very private and personal to you and your loved ones, your family perhaps, and other sacred places may be a particular location that other uh, people around our community and the world uh, perhaps pilgrimage to. Uh, for us Christians, there are several, well, countless places like these. Uh, just a few to highlight, especially in light of our Senior youth uh, took a pilgrimage to the Holy Land with our senior pastor, Dr. James Howe, not too long, a couple of weeks ago, in fact. And when you go there, surely, regardless of what kind of tours you may partake in, you will go to the Western Wall in Jerusalem, also known as the Wailing Wall, sacred site for us and the Jewish folks. There's also the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem. Uh, you will surely go there uh, for a visit. Uh, I've also been to uh, the Vatican, uh, the, the, the Sistine Chapel. Uh, if you go to Vatican, just about any place you walk around that area is quite spectacular. But Sistine Chapel, we have different people of all different places and backgrounds all over the world who make their pilgrimage there. And if you are very, very serious about your Christian faith, and there's another pilgrimage that person may make, and that is to Myers Park United Methodist Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Every couple of weeks, I run into folks who worship with us online, all over the country, all over the world, and every now and then, they make their pilgrimage here to Mars Park, UMC in Charlotte. Just last week, I met a gentleman from New Jersey, of all places, who got to know about our church, and he came and worshiped with us last Sunday. Sacred places, holy moments. We see Jacob uh, on his way to uh, Haran, so he stops at Canaan. It seems lost to him the, the particularity of this specific place. For, for those of us who read Genesis, this is a very familiar and um, remarkable place. This is where we read about Abraham in chapter 12 and 13 of Genesis. He pitched his tent, we read, he built an altar and he called upon the Lord. Uh, this seems to be lost on Jacob, so he comes by this space weary. He uses a rock as a pillow and lays down to sleep. And during his sleep, he dreams one of the most remarkable dreams in all of history. One of the most remarkable dreams recorded in the Bible, he has what scholars call a theophany. That's when God speaks directly to you. So oftentimes when we read the Bible, God speaks through a messenger, a stranger, or an angel. 
or burning bush. But here in Jacob's dream, God speaks directly to Jacob. He sees and hears God. This is striking to Jacob and for us, really, because prior to this dream and this theophany, we read about this particular space being a certain place. No special designation. It's just a place. It's just a place until the dream where Jacob encounters God, where God reaffirms to Jacob who he is, where God is leading him to reassure Jacob of the promises of God, not only for Jacob, but for his family, for his future. And upon waking up, Jacob then and only then recognizes the space that he stands on, the very place that he slept on. He says, surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. How awesome is this place. Sometimes you have to go through a particular kind of journey to recognize the very ground that you stand upon. One of the more formative books that I read back in my 20s, I, that's like 20 years ago for me now, yeah, is called The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. It's a book that depicts a story of a shepherd boy, Santiago. He has a dream. He's laying to sleep uh, in this ruined church, and he has a dream seeking treasure of the treasure that he's called to seek. So he embarks on a journey to the great pyramids of Egypt, and during his journey, he encounters love, he encounters danger, he encounters disappointments, frustrations, he encounters thefts, right? He goes through these myriads of journeys. And then toward the very end, at the very end, Santiago realizes that the very treasure that he'd been seeking after was at the very place where he first had his dream. And it is only through the journey that is taken that he come to recognize the truth about the treasure that is right before his eyes from the very beginning. And sometimes the holy grounds finds us when we are not even looking. One of the modern contemporary mystics, Thomas Merton, very name that we've share from this pulpit many a times, Thomas Merton writes about an experience that he had as a young monk in Louisville, Kentucky, of all places, back in 1958 at the corner of 4th and Walnut Street as he was running errands. He writes about how in the midst of a, the mundane, everyday errand that he was doing, he suddenly felt a great surge of compassion and love in ways that he never felt before for the strangers that was around him in that corner of Fourth and Walnut. And he writes extensively about that mystical experience when he encountered the great compassion and love and the grace of God for him and for those around him. Our family, my wife and I, encountered such an experience back in 2006, early 2007. This is shortly after my mother-in-law, Hannah's mom, passed away. She lived with us for a couple of years. She got really sick, suffered, and eventually passed away. Shortly thereafter, we had our daughter, Chloe. And on this particular uh, weekend, it, it was a Saturday, and we were at the church that I was serving at had a playground out right next door, and we were there. Uh, Chloe was in a stroller, and Joel was 
you know, without the care in the world was on a, on a, on a swing. And it's hard to kind of depict what this playground looked like. All this happened before I got there, so you can't blame me for any of it. The ground of the playground was not sand. It was not those uh, rubber pellets. It was, I don't know why they made this decision, it was a jagged gravel for a playground. The woods on the wall was rotting away. It was a very humid day. It was cloudy. It was not a sunny, beautiful day by any means. And my wife and I, we were still reeling, heartbroken over our loss of our beloved mom. We're trying to keep our heads on straight, get our acts together because we had kids that were depending on us. And we were just sitting down, just taking a day, taking a moment on this jagged, gravel, beaten down playground, Chloe in the stroller, Joe on the swing, and there was a, a gush of wind. And we could have sworn we looked at each other. We said, this is the wind of the Holy Spirit. Surely the Lord is in this place. This must be what heaven is like. From outside looking in, it was such an imperfect, broken moment, but for us, we encounter the sphere of the living God. Holy space, sacred place. Our passage from Genesis 28 emphasizes the constancy of God's presence in our lives in all moments, regardless of what may be going on. As you might recall, Jacob is on a journey, not because he's on a, 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 a vacation or going to a desirable place, he's on the run. He had betrayed his older brother Esau, lied to his dying father. He's on the run for his life. And in the midst of all of this, he comes to a strange foreign place where he's so weary, he just lays down to sleep and uses a rock for a pillow, and he dreams a dream, recognizes that God is in that place, and he did not know it. So oftentimes, God meets us in the ordinary, unexpected places, in unexpected moments of our lives, God takes that which is everyday, ordinary, and makes it a transformative, extraordinary. And we are reminded of this today as we prepare the table. Bread and wine, bread and grape juice, safe for children to consume. Yeah. This is the very staple of the ancient diet. One of the genius of Jesus' ministry is Jesus always thinks we have two sacraments, communion and baptism. Jesus takes that which is universally available, the ordinary, and tra transforms it into the extraordinary. Bread and wine. If any of the folks in the ancient world had anything to eat or drink, it would have been the very basic, simple thing, bread and wine. And for the sacrament of baptism, water. Everyone had access to bread and wine. And Jesus transforms it into the extraordinary. So as we go forth from this place... As you go forth from our church, in your everyday ordinary, may our eyes be open, may our hearts be open, may our ears be open, so that we may see the extraordinary in our everyday ordinary, that we encounter the spirit of the living God and God's grace that flows through in your life, in my life, in our life together as a family of God. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Friends, would you join me in a time of prayer? O gracious and merciful Father, we rejoice on this morning to come here because we know that surely your presence is with us. While we know that you are with us always, we recognize that this is a special time with you, time that we've intentionally set aside to worship you. We remind ourselves that you are the creator of all things, seen and unseen. You formed us in the likeness of your own image and gave us life so that we could enjoy you forever. You are the God who sought us out, who made covenants with our ancestors, who entered our world and our story to make a new everlasting covenant with us. For this and for all your wondrous acts, we bring to you our praise, honor, and glory. Lord, in your mercy. We do give you thanks for the abundance of blessing that you have poured out on all of those here. Forgive us when we believe that we're doing pretty well and that all we need is a little help from you. Forgive us when we ask you to bless whatever it is we're doing instead of seeking your will and doing those things which you bless. You know the state of our hearts, Lord. You know when we're anxious, when we worry. You weep with us when we mourn. You too get angry in the face of injustice. Your heart aches for the poor and for the oppressed. You laugh with us. You rejoice with us. You know our dreams and hopes as well. And so today we lift all these up to you, our cares and our hopes, naming them now in silence. Merciful Lord, grant your peace and comfort to all those who mourn, especially to the family of Herb Spa, who has finished his course in faith. Surround them with the assurance of your love and bring healing and wholeness to all who suffer. Lord, in your mercy. We pray this morning for our congregation. Send your Holy Spirit upon us that the fullness and joy of our own spirits will overflow into our community. Transform us into your own disciples, whose desire is to seek first your kingdom, to live in community with one another. Lord, you call us in so many ways in the day-to-day -day times, in the real places and events of our lives. Inspire us to get up and to follow where you lead and to find the sacred waiting there for us. O God of steadfast love and mercy, receive our prayers and secret yearnings and make us ever aware of your steadfast presence and love. Through your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Friends, as the ushers come forward and we prepare to bring to God his tithes and our offerings, I want to thank you for your generosity because you know that giving is a part of worship and your generosity makes this worship possible.
Generous God, it is with joy that we bring to you a portion of that with which you have already blessed us. Receive it, bless it, multiply it, use it for your purposes in your kingdom that the entire world may know your presence and your love. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Church family, as we have been preparing all day and prepared our hearts now to receive this ordinary and now extraordinary meal, I need to let you know that this table is open to everyone. This is God's table. God says, you are invited. Come and partake and we receive what is ordinary to transform your lives for God's service. We participate by, in, with intinction, so what that means is you'll come down the center aisle, you'll receive a small piece of bread, you'll dip it gently into the cup, and you'll partake and then return by the side aisles to your seats. If you desire gluten-free, just let one of your servers know and we'll make that available as well. And if you so desire to come to the kneeling rail to receive, uh, we will serve you in that capacity too. We will participate in the liturgy that is on 17 and 18 of your hymnal with the sung responses. Let us now join in the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, God, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join the unending hymn.
Blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, he broke it, and he gave it to his to you, gave thanks to you, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. And now, with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray our family prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake in the one loaf. And the cup over which we give thanks is the means of the sharing in the blood of Christ.
now let us join together with the prayer after communion found in your bulletin. Let us pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
near uh, to my God. Surely the Lord is in this place. How awesome is this place. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.